Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could have edited that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, I said all this stuff. It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V, and welcome back to my favourite co-host with the most best dad joke teller on earth and overall top dude, Adrian Beck. Well, thank you very much, Danny. I'm so excited to be co-hosting another episode of the Mighty Words and Nerds. And I don't come out of lockdown hibernation for, for just anyone. You, you don't, know? you don't. I and come out for the genuine A-listers, mm, don't I? Absolutely. And because, Adrian, of your deep love for our guests, mm -hmm. specifically one of them, um, I'm going to allow you to do the introductions, my friend. Please. I, I would like nothing more. Matt Cosgrove! He's the best-selling <laughs> best author-illustrator of the Macca, the Alpaca and the Epic Fail Tales series. He likes chocolate. Yes. He likes avoiding social interaction. Bad luck tonight, buddy. And he also <laughs> likes more chocolate. And Matt Cosgrove is with us. Hooray! Hey, Adrian. Hey, Danny. Hi. So excited to be back on Words and Nerds. We so love excited. having you. We love having you on the show. And we love it even <gasps> more when you bring such excellent company. Yes. We have to welcome the mighty Eva Amoris. You beauty! Exciting to have Eva with us. Eva is a designer slash photographer who has worked for the Sydney Opera House and the ABC. She likes shoes, traveling, and more shoes. <laughs> Eva, welcome to Words and Nerds. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So That's lovely exciting. to meet you. Can't wait to have some fun tonight. Now, congratulations on your collaboration, Worst Week Ever Monday. Worst Week Ever. You Tell have me to why. say it like that. Tell me why. <laughs> I don't like Mondays. No, <laughs> actually, just tell us what this whole thing is all about because I, I picked it up and I thought, what's it all about? It's got a toilet on the front. It's got toilet paper on, on the front. And I thought, this looks like the book for me. 
it is the book for you, Adrian. It's it's the book for everybody. It's the book you have to read. And I know, Danny, I know you love an elevator pitch. So I, do, I, I do. rifled through my files to find our actual elevator pitch oh, really? for this book. Wow. So I will. Um, I'll read it out to you. Please. So, so you can hey, get a Matt. sense of this is the real elevator pitch. This is pitch the real elevator pitch. Ever. Matt, before, this is exciting. Whilst, whilst we're talking about elevators, why should you never break wind on an elevator? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Not while you're pitching. <laughs> I find that doesn't help. Because it's wrong on many levels. It is. On level one, level two, level three, it gets bad about level four. <laughs> on level five, you're hitting that button to open the door. That's right. Eva, do you want to go somewhere else and leave these two alone? Yeah, he's just. In my life, <laughs> I need to get him to sit back. Yeah, maybe yes. you and I will have our own Zoom meeting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can do. Yeah. So, what is this? This is the actual elevator pitch. So, were you in an elevator, or, or it's not quite that literal? Uh, we, we, we went up in an elevator and then yes. into the offices. So, okay. the, an elevator was involved. Okay, <laughs> this is it. So, it was. Worst week ever. It's the side-splitting, heart-stopping, gut-wrenching, bottom-clenching book series about one very unlucky 12-year-old kid's worst week ever. It's a seven-part series from Monday through to Sunday where absolutely everything that can go wrong does go outrageously, hilariously, and jaw-droppingly wrong. It's Alexandra and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day on steroids. Wow. It's Diary of a Wimpy Kid on LSD. It's Tom Gates on speed. <laughs> it's every schoolyard comedy combined with every schlocky disaster movie crammed into one unforgettable week of unbelievable action, continuous laughs, major embarrassment, confounding mystery and just generally saving the world. Wow. wow. I that would have is... signed you for 365 days with that. <laughs> should have been worst year ever. <laughs> You've undersold yourselves. And how, do you, and how do you explain LSD to kids who are reading the book? Uh, this is just the pitch for the publishers. Like, I find when I'm pitching, it helps to sort of talk about what books would be on the shelf next to the book that you're yep. Uh, you know, you're trying to sell in just so they can visualise it on that shelf there. So when you gave that pitch, which is an excellent pitch, by the way, one of the best I've heard, um, what was the reaction? Um, well, actually, well, if we're going to tell the truth and it's every publishing story is very long and complicated and convoluted, mm. so I need to just rewind back. So <laughs> this story, this story for Words We Gave about a seven-part series, Monday through to Sunday, one terrible week. It's actually been floating around in our house for years and years. Our oldest son actually claims it's his idea. But we will see in court. Yeah, we'll see in court <laughs> about that. But, um, so I actually pitched this story to Scholastic before Mac of the Alpaca came out. Wow. So about five years ago, um, so the epic fail tale series that you mentioned, Adrian, had just come to a very sad and abrupt end so i had been contracted for three in that series and it kind of became apparent that scholastic weren't going to take up the option to continue that any further mm. and i absolutely loved writing in that sort of middle grade uh, area because it's so much fun you can be really cheeky you can be rude you can be funny and so i thought um you know I'm going to pitch worst week ever to them. So I pitched it and um, it was the usual reaction from publishers. We love it. But so then the butt comes along, which is always there. And it was 
but it's too gross it's too weird it's too much you gotta rein it all in you gotta pull it all back and i don't know whether you guys have had a chance to read it yet oh we have yes yeah they said you can't have the sock scene that's gonna go so um, i took all of that feedback back to the drawing board and try to sort of apply that to the story to sort of tone it all back to sort of you know take it down a notch and it was kind of like dementors had come along and sucked my soul out of me taken away my life blood <laughs> yeah. I was just miserable and it just wasn't working because in my head it's like this is the worst week ever. It's not the pretty bad week. Like yeah. it needs to be extreme. Yeah. It needs to be full on and out yeah, there. Yeah. And every time I tried to sort of apply their feedback, it just felt like it wasn't quite right. So I said, I'm not comfortable changing it. Let's just say no to it for now. In the meantime, Mac of the Alpaca came out and everyone liked that. And it was like a big surprise. It's like, wow, I've done something that people actually yeah. like. And they're like, can you do another alpaca book? And I'm like, sure, I can do that. That's fun. I love writing about alpacas. So, um, so I was happy to keep doing the alpaca books. But then um, a weird thing sort of happens. It's classic kept coming back and going, hey, what about that worst week ever idea? We kind mm. of kind of really like that and I was like no I don't want to change it and it was really weird to say no because I've never ever said no to a publisher before when Mm. they've said we want you to change something or do something I've always been I didn't think that was possible excited (laughs) so grateful so relieved that they wanted to publish my book I'm like sure whatever you want whatever you want to do I'll do it just so you'll publish it but um but this time I just kept saying no I don't want to do it Uh, I'm happy to do alpaca books loving that so so happy so i kept doing the alpaca books and they just kept on mm-hmm. going hey what about worst week ever and then they started changing gradually they started going maybe you don't have to tone it back so much the market's mm. changed a little bit you can sort of get away with a bit more now and um that just kept on going year after year where they're like you know we we really like Worst Week Ever. We love it. I'm like, no, he's an alpaca book. I was just looking at the packets. And, and the more like, you said no, Matt, the more they wanted it. That was great. Reverse well, psychology. And it's reverse psychology. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even think this was a possibility. But, you know, uh, and it was a little bit like that. And then... It, meanwhile, me- I kept I kept saying, this is your best idea ever. You should do it. You should you should sign. You should do this book. Yeah. Um, so, and... and in our house, we just kept collecting material for it. Like, you know, stuff would happen and mental note, you know, that yeah, yeah. would go so well in the book. Yeah, and Eva's just constantly on my back going, this is the idea, this is the winner, this is the one you should be doing. You could do this, you could do that, you could do this. It's kind of like, if you love it so much, why don't you do it? And then it was kind of like, oh, actually, hang on, you know, maybe that's not such... A bad idea because um you know we've worked together our entire careers we've just never done a book together so we've done hundreds of design projects together of different sort of things and um we work really well together as a team but books have always sort of been my thing that i was sort of in love with and eva has always been involved in sort of part of the process but I have my own opinions yeah which <laughs> I have and I'm not holding back <laughs> which I don't often want to hear like if I've spent all day drawing I just want someone to go 
that drawing looks great. I don't want someone <laughs> to come along and say, it doesn't look like you've done anything. Or why did you do it green? <laughs> do, better. <laughs> do, do better, Matt. I like that. Like That's every good wife yeah. should say, do better. Yeah. <laughs> Most I, of them I do. look at things as a designer, not, not as, you know, a fan or his wife. I, I you know, and, critique it yeah. as a designer. And then, and then the chiming for it just kind of, all fell into place. Yeah, so. so we were last year in the, the beginning of the pandemic, um, I lost my job. Or I didn't lose my job. I, I, w- I was made retrenched. Um, <laughs> and we were in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. So we were like, what a perfect opportunity. Like yeah. when else are we going to have this time to be able to do something? Yeah, so we yeah. can't cook sourdough we'd seen everything (laughs) on netflix it was kind of like actually maybe now would be a good time to sort of collaborate and do this book so it was good to sort of work on something and to have something to talk about to each other rather than you're breathing too loudly you're chewing too loudly loudly. (laughs) wow so uh, so (laughs) Yeah, so then we like repitched it to Scholastic. It's like, hey, how would you feel about this as a team effort, me and Eva? Because everyone at Scholastic knew Eva from like me. I'm always there. Yeah. So it wasn't like this weird stranger. It's like, who is this woman? It was like, oh yeah, Eva, she's great. And they were like, yeah, let's let's do this. The time is right. You can make it weird. You can make it gross. You can do your thing. And it was just the perfect timing for us you can have all seven days yeah amazing yeah so it just just seemed like um it was the perfect timing and it it really gave us something cool to do during lockdown where we were like stuck in a room together (laughs) like not being able to do anything for so long it gave us a focus to sort of channel our energy into and to sort of laugh about something and sort of you know find funny situations in sort of terrible incidences so Mm, i love it and my nine-year-old he is a massive fan of wimpy kid a massive fan of treehouse and he actually read this book and then read it to me oh that's fantastic (laughs) that's how i do it i outsource my reading so and did he like it oh he just loved it and then not only did he read it to me then he went through it with me and told me which questions to ask he's like so you need to ask about this and then ask about this and then what about this so yeah he he was a good good or good test audience so i'm glad you left all that wild gross stuff actually get the book out there because we've lived with it mm. ourselves for so long for, like, is it for a long and time as, as a designer i'm so used to getting feedback and then um changing and then mm. feedback and then whereas this it's just been all we have is our kids who don't sugarcoat things <laughs> that's yeah, so what families own, do yeah we have our own sort of living focus group ourselves here with yeah. our two boys but so we're just dying to hear what the what other people is. think mm. yeah so it's got the thumbs up from our kids but they're probably just sucking up to us because they want a playstation <laughs> no, look, my nine-year-old is very honest uh matt and Eva, when i you know produce something he will definitely tell me that is trash if it is so he was he'll be very honest. That's what family's for, you know. <laughs> what, what we've done here too, because you talked about collaborating during a lockdown, um, you must know each other 
inside out now. You work together. You're married. We're going to. We've got some a little quiz coming up about how well you know each other. I can't wait. Uh, coming up very very soon. But um, before we get to that, I did want to ask um, the collaboration process. What what does it actually look like? Did uh, did uh, Eva do all the work and Matt just swanned in from time to time saying, you know, I do, chocolate. I do those alpaca books. You know, uh, <laughs> they're going well in the other room. Anyway, I'll leave you with it. <laughs> Well, we actually, um, it was a, a lot of fun to kind of come up with brainstorm for the book, but we also work really differently. So Matt is old school, lo-fi, you know, scribbles on notepads all over the place. I don't <laughs> understand it. Whereas I'm, I'm on a you know, my shiny new MacBook and, and I've got I've got older mind map apps and <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So I think we just work with what we're comfortable with and then then we came together and just try to outdo each other, outgross each other, out <laughs> each other. Um because we're quite competitive and and you know I would say something funny and Matt thinks he can say something funnier than that so and then I would you know bring it up a notch so wow can we sit in can Adrian and I sit in for Tuesday and Wednesday and watch this (laughs) (laughs) sort of happening in real life in real time (laughs) we actually do a lot of um working while doing our walks our five kilometer walks yeah so that's kind of where we brainstorm together like talk about it while walking around the block this is what's you know what we need to work on the next scene we can talk that through and then when we get back home it's kind of like I'm the Neanderthal man. I go back to my notepad and etch it on you know, a piece of paper. Whereas Eva's like, oh, typey, type, type, type on some app. I have no idea what it is. Matt's and carving in stone. Exactly I don't know what Matt's notepads are. Yeah. So, that, like, when we first started, we're like, all right, let's split up and write a list of every terrible thing that could possibly happen to one person. So I was like scrolling on post-it notes and uh, writing all of that down. It was either opened up some program I've never seen before. It was like the matrix, like it was things like we're jutting it's out and flying. Map, mind map. Yeah. And it just had like, you know, things coming out of it. And then, so then once we had that, then was kind of like, then we took those elements and, threw it into the InDesign document. So I think maybe the one thing different about our process is that because we're both designers, we leap straight into the layout once we've got the ideas and the words. So we're not typing up in our Word documents and then getting that perfect and then sort of thinking, okay, now how are we going to break that up? We like leap straight into, okay, this is going to happen on this page how is that going to look what can we do to make that exciting and interesting how can we make it more engaging for the kids visually and we get that page right then we get to the next page and sort of approach sort of each page individually in that way so that was something we were really sort of trying to do because we're both from that really visual background Mm -hmm. like how can we break up this text to make it as appealing and engaging as possible? And how can we tell the story in really different ways to sort of sort of get the kids hooked on it? Because 
from seeing our own kids, they spend so much time on, you know, their YouTube screens, video games. That's what you're competing with. So we yeah. kind of wanted to... We wanted a chance against YouTube. Yeah, yeah, we were using it as a challenge. How can we match that excitement? So it was like, instead of just telling this story, what can we do to tell it differently? So instead of describing the character in words, let's present that as a spot the difference. Instead of describing what the school looks like, let's show it as a map. Instead of talking about what this crazy bus ride was like, let's show it as a video game. It was like, how can we at every point tell this story in a surprising way that's going to sort of keep the kids engaged and wanting to turn the page and just sort of be excited about this book that's not just words and pictures, it's an experience. Well, that's what you're meaning. Yeah, and when you say that, it makes so much sense because every page has so much energy to it. You can feel the energy on every page, if that makes sense. That's great. Yay. That's what we were trying for. (laughs) cool yeah no d- design wise it's brilliant it's that's it is. You know, it's just it's an it's absolute knockout actually it's brilliant um but um what i wanted to ask you about because uh early on in the design when you when you're engaging with the design you also meet a little character called captain fluffikins okay um now i take it from captain fluffikins i'm guessing you're not cat people you two is that fair to say <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have cats. Oh, we've had lots of that's a no. <laughs> with cats as we used to house sit a lot back before we had kids, before we had a place. Before we, we couldn't afford yeah, we had a mortgage. We were always house sitting for our friends that had cats. And for whatever reason, these cats always hated me. I don't know <laughs> what it is about me. Because I was the one that was Oh, uh, I couldn't imagine anyone Literally. hating you, Matt. Honestly. <laughs> Matt can't stand the smell of tuna and that kind of stuff so you um, like trying to feed them dry retching yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so i like cats as an abstract concept and captain is actually based aesthetically on one of our friends cats um but yeah we i've got to say i'm, I, I'm, I'm closer probably... in personality to captain <laughs> yeah, yeah the captain fluffykins is actually based on eva <laughs> Love that. Wow, that, that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. Let's find out uh, just what Eva's like and how well Matt Ooh, knows Eva. This is scary. I'm going to dive into part one of this. How well do you know each other? Married couple quiz. This is going to be fantastic. Um, unbeknownst to each other, Matt. Well, actually, they knew they were doing it, but they just didn't <laughs> tell each other what their responses were. Matt answered some questions about Eva. Eva answered some questions about Matt. And they didn't share what those answers were. So now we're going to find out how well they know each other. Are you ready for this, people? <laughs> we'll, we'll do a marriage counselling afterwards, don't worry. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Spin off. Words and nerds spin off. This was the <laughs> final straw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, look, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with you first. And okay. I want oh, you, gosh. I want you to tell me. What were Eva's responses to these five questions? Danny, what was the first one? What is Eva's favourite song? This is tough. It's got to be from the 80s. I know that. Um, So (laughs) I think it's going to be... Got to get this uh, right. uh, Take On Me or George Michael, Careless Whisper. Okay, that's it. You're out. 
Doghouse for you. How dare you not know my song? What is it? Do I do I say what my favorite? Oh, can I take can I take another guess? Okay, go on. Is it Bros? When will I be? Oh, you're getting worse. You're getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) When will I be behind, man? It is. Do I say it? Yes, Yes. go for it. What's the song that I always have to play at Christmas time? Can you sing it? Oh, I got George Michael. Wham! Last Christmas. No. Oh, no. All I want. Oh for yeah. Christmas. yeah. Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas. That was my. All I want for Christmas is my husband to know my favorite song. I don't want. Together as a couple, I gave you that CD. Oh, <laughs> Matt. Look at him backpedal. You know. <laughs> so I, history. So I right. I so knew this was called. Years ago, but I've forgotten. <laughs> this was called. Is Matt in the doghouse or not? This is what this quiz is now named. I forgive him this time. Oh okay. wow, you're a lovely lady. Okay, all right. Mm. Um, I'll go for the second question here. Let's what go. is Eva's favourite animal? Eva's favourite. I don't think it's cats, based on Captain <laughs> Fluffikins. What is Eva's favourite animal? Uh, I think Eva loves the birds in our backyard. I think maybe is it a rainbow lorikeet. It's just generally birds. Well done. It's just generally... Yeah, I'm sorry, it's right. Yeah, she That's goes one out of two. You can see now. You can see. You can just see how worried Matt's face is. Just I was so... His yeah, face is... It's like... Sweating. Trembling. He's gone pale. So can I phone pale. your friend? This is so much pressure. Who are you going to phone? Who else is going to know your wife? <laughs> Anybody, please help me. Okay. We're doing it in batches of five, so we might just quickly go through the next couple. What do you okay. reckon, Danny? What's the next one? What does Eva think is your best dish, Matt Ooh. Cosgrove? Yes. Eva thinks I cannot cook at all. I think so. She's going to think it's when I order takeaway. Yes, it is. That's, yes. Yes. That's exactly what she says. Matt cannot cook at all. <laughs> Dominoes on speed dial. Dominoes on speed dial. I like it. Uh, what would Eva rather be, an alpaca or a llama? Uh, I think alpaca. Alpacas are cuter. Correct. Yes. Oh, he's, he's okay. making a comeback. I'm, here. I'm making a comeback. I'm I like that pause though, like Adrian. That. He looked yeah. worried. He yeah, looked really he? worried. He looked really, he's on the edge of his seat. Okay, the fifth and final uh, question for Matt in this little section. All right. So Eva had to decide whether she'd rather visit Hogwarts, the thirteen-story treehouse, or the Macca verse. Um, Hogwarts. She, that's probably the true answer, but she was being nice to you and she said yeah. Macaverse. Yes. <laughs> I had to sign a contract to Macaverse. She's really dreaming of Hogwarts, but. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's sweet. I would have thought Hogwarts. Oh. You know what? That's, that's actually a pass. I mean. It, it that, is. Like, more than. You've done very two well out there, five. Man. No, that was, that was three. You could almost give you the fifth one because the fifth one was a, a tricky half. one. But three and a half out of five, that's a pass in anyone's book. So well done. Matt, um, well done. You're sleeping yeah. inside. Tonight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it kind of puts the pressure on Eva. It does. It does. Are we ready for this? Eva, what were Matt's responses to these five questions? Yes. Are we ready to go? Oh, ready to go. Am I doing this one? All right. <laughs> what is Matt's favourite song? Oh. No. Is it? Let's no. dance to it. You're too funky for me. <laughs> George Michael, no. It is pretty funky. No, I think that was a hard one because I didn't know that I have a 
I do actually love Too Funky. I love that video clip. That's amazing. Oh, but who doesn't? I, who doesn't like I George picked, Michael? I pick B-52's Love Shack because oh. that's that's a crowd pleaser yeah, on the dance is. floor. It goes yeah. off. Can you give us a bit of Tim so, Roof? Can you give us that yeah. line? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. You see your pants. No, I didn't actually see. I just, love Shack. Yeah. Love can, Shack, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky this is a podcast and no one can see this happening. Well, it's a probably worse they can hear us, so. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Um, that was a tough right. one. That was, that a, was tough a tough one. one. That was a tough but, one. But, yeah, I would have accepted Too Funky. That was, that's a very cool a great song. song. And you both thought that each other's song was a George Michael song, so that's interesting yeah, too. Yeah, yeah we, we love a bit of it George Michael. Oh, I love a bit of George Michael too. <laughs> Yeah. Post okay, lockdown, is... let's do George Michael karaoke. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah. Let's. What is that? What is Matt's favourite animal? Eva? What is oh, Matt's favourite animal? He has to say alpacas. <laughs> correct. Correct. This is my Very contract. Good. Yeah. Contract. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated. Question three. Alpacas. We're on. We're on a fifty percent strike rate. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, what does Matt think is your best dish, Eva? This is a loaded one. This one. <laughs> Is it roast something? Roast roast meat? Roast dinner? No. No. It's more another meal of the day. Another meal. Oh, bacon and eggs. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Just out of interest, how do you do the eggs? Is it a scrambled or a poached variety or what do you do? Oh, just sunny side up. Mm, nice. Fry them in that bacon fat. Make them crispy. Yes. Animal yeah. fat. <laughs> Apologies to the vegetarians listening. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't be vegetarian for long if you had Eva's bacon and eggs. So <laughs> That's the only thing that stops you from being vegetarian. It's the bacon, isn't it? That's pretty much. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> what would Matt rather be, an alpaca or a llama? Alpaca has to be. Correct. Gosh, we're going, we're going so well. We These really two. Are. It's almost like they're married, Danny. In it's, like, <laughs> it's almost amazing. like they've spent weeks and weeks together in a Sydney lockdown. I, I think we've known each other for 25 years. Maybe. Wow. wow. I think it's 26, 27 years. I think. Oh, oh, and look at that awful. spark still there. Can you yeah. see that? That's my ring light. What about question five to bring no. it home in part one of this quiz? <laughs> would Would Matt rather visit Hogwarts, the thirteen story treehouse, or the Macaverse? Interesting. Is he an egotist? That's for the, the under. <laughs> that's the subtext of this one. Okay. Oh, I, oh, it's hard. Um. Hmm. 13 story treehouse. She's got it. Yeah, she's right. Got it. Yes. She's Excellent. Got it. Pick Andy Griffith's brain. <laughs> you two have both absolutely nailed it. Well done. Nailed That's it. excellent. But the nailed good news it. is, we've saved the most controversial questions for the end of the episode. So oh my gosh, there's more. <laughs> oh, there's so much more. You think you're safe now? <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> question for you back to the book a little bit like it is so funny and like you said so gross and so weird and my nine-year-old loved it and read it to me and then had to go and tell me all about it again so he's kind of read it three times how do you know that you're funny to kids how do you know that's going to really resonate with kids that humor we we're like kids <laughs> yeah I don't think we've ever grown up we like we have very 
it, our kids tell us how immature we are. They're like, grow up. Like, <laughs> that's not, you know, so, you know, uh, they're like, um, I, so I think we just sort of kept that sort of sense of humor from when you're a kid. And we are lucky in that we've got our own kids. So we do have that living focus group. And I think I found as well, going out and doing the school visits really gave me a sense of what kids think is funny. When you're like pushed out on a stage in front of 700 kids, you've got to be funny or you've got to entertain them or you've got to, you know, you get a really good sense of what they think is funny and what does work and what doesn't work. So it's a really good sort of uh, barometer for, you know, what kids are finding funny and what their sort of humor level is. Mm -hmm. And working in that age bracket, like we're pitching this sort of around primary school age, depending on your reading level, sort of, you know, from eight to 12 years old, depending what you're into, how much you like reading or whatever. But that's a really great age to sort of appeal to because they're smart enough to get stuff. They can have a wicked sense of humor and um, they want to have a good time. They want to enjoy stuff. They're not you know they're not cynical yet they're not trying to be cool like high schoolers they're not, are they're not they're, too cool for school. yeah so it's such a cool it's such a fun sort of area to be working in where you can Absolutely. be you can be really silly and you can be gross and just sort of revel in that immaturity and that sort of mm, joy of being so Mm. absolutely and a lot of the humor in the books i noticed was um inspired by things that happened to you so i just wondered if you wondered if you could elaborate a little bit on a couple of things that have happened to you uh that inspired some moments in the book firstly eva's school uniform incident and lastly uh matt could you tell us about this the train from Spain to Morocco, Ooh, if you I'm all mind. ears. Because I, I believe that you might have eaten something that sort of maybe oh, upset your stomach was, a little. I'll start. It was quite school uniform. It was like I came to Australia in the middle of year seven. So I, I kind of could relate to just our, our main hero here. So I came in when everyone's formed friendships and it was a new country and um, we had swimming lessons and I wore my swimmers with underwear underneath and (laughs) I was laughed at so much and a 12, 13 year old, it's just the most horrifying thing. Um, so yeah. are you telling me I shouldn't be doing that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you be wearing your underwear over your jeans. <laughs> well, you no, wear something we, every day, don't you? Uh, we, we pretend we're superheroes and just wear our <laughs> underwear outside of our clothing instead. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's a hilarious moment in the book, though. The uh, the the homemade, the, the crocheted uh, swimwear. Um, Unravelling underpants. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah, we've definitely taken so many... Um, Eva and I are walking disaster zones. We're like human um, insurance commercials, you know, where <laughs> one thing happens and it's a chain reaction. Like, like that's yeah. our life in general. So, yeah, so in our story, Justin Chase has a very unfortunate sort of never-ending case of food poisoning, mm. which is not loosely based, but kind of <laughs> factually informed by a very, very 
dodgy squid paella I had in Valencia. It's making me feel crazy just thinking about it. Yeah, oh. I, I've never eaten a paella since this moment. So we were we were backpacking around Europe and we had to get from we had to get from Valencia to Morocco to make a connection, a, a connecting sort of bus thing that we'd already booked. So this is back before mobile phones. It's where you had to like book everything at an internet cafe and you only yeah. had your lonely planets <laughs> to sort of guide you around. So it was like we can't just, you know, jump on our phone and cancel this or rearrange it. We like we had to get down to Morocco and um so we had this meal in Valencia this squid ink paella this disgusting black slop I think we bought it because it was on sale and it was the only thing that I actually recognized on the menu yeah so Eva can speak Spanish she's fine uh, whereas I'm like I had no idea I was like oh squid I know squid I eat seafood paella I know that I can get that so that's that's I'll order that one um, Eva when he did when he ordered that did you think to yourself, I'm not so sure about this well, I, I think it just left me hang, hung me out to dry in Spain. I remember once on this train, she was like, she wasn't feeling well. And she's like, oh, I, I just needed tea to make me feel better. So I like went through the train up to the um, cafeteria on the train. And in Spanish, I tried to order a tea with milk. And the entire carriage burst out laughing. So I have no idea what I actually asked this barista for. <laughs> the entire carriage, like, literally stopped, froze, stared at me and started laughing. So I'm, I don't know which sexual favor I requested from this barista. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to this squidding paella. I got it and I was eating. I was going, Mwah. It was this black slop, and I was like, but, you know, at that time, we were, like, we had no money. We couldn't afford to waste stuff. It's like, i got to eat this. This is, like, our, you know, last meal. Mm. And so we ate that, and then we went to see a bullfight because we were in Valencia. It was something to do. And as we were watching this bullfight, I started feeling sick. <laughs> and so I think, oh, wow, this I'm feeling deeply emotional about this bullfight, this horrible thing that's happening to the bull. I'm really touched by this tragic plight of this poor animal being subjected to this horror. I was like, oh, I'm really feeling really sick about this. And then I like started sweating and started, you know, oh, I'm going to throw up. This, this isn't about the bull. This is that squid we're going to get back to the youth hostel quick like we ran out of there and I was like I've never been that sick in my life I was like shaking and we couldn't speak the language we couldn't get to a doctor but we had to get this train to get down to the bottom of Spain to catch the ferry across to Morocco so this is where we we have the pretty pictures and just imagine nice cute things because we the, don't want to relive. Yeah, the reality happens. of the situation was horrendous. Wow. We were at this tiny little uh, train station in the middle of Spain at like 2 a.m., waiting for a connecting train to come along. And the only <laughs> toilet on this platform, I think it was that toilet from Train Spotting, you know, the one that was. <laughs> oh, yes, I know that one. That was the only one there. And as I'm wow. in this toilet, I realized. There was no toilet paper at all in this you know, disgusting hellhole on this platform in the middle of the night. It was like, I'm going to come up with some... Apologies if you're style. eating dinner or breakfast while listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I- Thing when this never ended then the train turned up but we were waiting at the wrong end of the platform we were at the first class 
side of the platform and they wouldn't let us onto the train. This train that was only stopping at the station for 30 seconds, we had to get on. Wow. They were like, no, 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 you can't, you can't come on this. You know, you don't have your first class ticket. So we had to run. Is that the only reason they wouldn't let you on? <laughs> But the thing is, I had my backpack on. Eva couldn't carry her backpack because it was too heavy. So I had her backpack on the front of me. Eva was full of shoes. Running down the platform, and I tripped over and went skidding down (gasps) the platform with this backpack on the front, on the back. I'm like a turtle lying on the platform. Whilst I've got food poisoning. Then we finally get onto the train and it was one of those sleeper carriages and we had to share this bench with two other travelers who were already asleep because they'd been on the train these two gigantic Swedish giant backpackers who had already spread out and taken over and he was like I'm not going anywhere near them so she took up the only sort of remaining space and I had to wedge in between Eva so she wasn't touching the gigantic Thor (laughs) men and I was like just (laughs) rocking backwards and forwards basically just I, I couldn't stand anymore I went and like rocked myself in the middle of the carriages like as we were rattling along just sort of crying my knees were bleeding from where oh, I fell finally arrived at this train station <laughs> at the bottom of Spain and he was like you can't keep throwing up you can't keep having diarrhea and she had like <laughs> Stop it. He's got diarrhea. He's got diarrhea. (laughs) So eventually we got some medication. And then because of that, we were almost missed our ferry, this last ferry across to get to Morocco. It was like amazing race again, running to get to this ferry to get on. And we just made it. And then I was seasick the entire time. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was... So, yeah, so this Justin Chase guy, he had it easy. Now, uh, why did you make him relive that? Oh, I just, I I just. That's why I was suggesting, you know, let's think of something cute. Wow. So in the book, just to ease everyone's mind, we don't actually go into any of these graphic details. We sort of leave it to the But we do on the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) What I like there, I I found that so funny and also like the way that uh, Danny was horrified as much as I found it hilarious. I don't know what that says about us, actually. Um, It says exactly what it says. (laughs) I I have blocked it out of my memory. I'm sorry, guys. The trauma is coming back. I'm so sorry. I've never forgotten and I've I've never eaten paella ever again. Oh, no, that's fair enough. And I don't think I ever will either after that. That's let's, keep, <laughs> let's keep ruining lives, Adrian, and, and get let's, back to the quiz. Let's get back to the, We're going to finish off this this episode with uh, the second half of this this how well do you know your partner quiz? Oh, and, controversial um, time. We've, stay, we've saved the best for last. This is the controversial stuff. These mm. are the best questions, okay? So, Eva, what were Matt's responses to these five questions, okay? Well, let's do it. What was Matt's favourite childhood toy? Mm. Was it his Derwent pencils? Oh, wow. So cute. That so is amazing. Cute. That is Correct. actually amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well done. But I was going to say his He-Man toy. Oh, oh that was the only you put that in brackets. That's amazing. Yeah. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, Masters so of- I used to, yeah, I, I love my Masters of the Universe, but I didn't play with them. I used to sort of pose them in scenes <laughs> and then I would draw them and sketch them <laughs> like my life model. Never change, Matt. Never change. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are finding out a lot about you, Matt, and I appreciate that. Now, does Matt use a bookmark or does he dog ear the pages? What do you think, Emma? Oh, I've never seen him with a bookmark. Mm. Does he dog ear the pages? Is that turn the little corners over? Yeah, does he? Do, do I reveal the answer? <laughs> yeah, you reveal the answer. Yeah, I think um, so. I do use a bookmark, but I never a real bookmark. Always just like a shopping mm -hmm. receipts mm -hmm. or posted or something like that. Um, in my kids' books, I'm really sort of precious with them because I love them, like they're valuable objects. Mm -hmm. But novels, yeah, I'll turn the page, I'll flip the little corner down. Apologies to novel writers who think yes. their <laughs> books are <laughs> precious things to keep on yes. the shelf. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Making a lot of apologies for Matt tonight. Yeah, you're doing well. Oh my God. You're going to have the biggest disclaimer on yes. this. Yes. the best episode, though. Do not eat yeah. paella or squid whilst listening to this episode. And uh, what superpower does Matt wish he had? Oh, I think I know this one speed because it's super slow. <laughs> <laughs> everything or just drawing? Everything. Everything, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time reading. <laughs> I love that so much. Even like a response to a question and ask and, you know, scrolling yeah, on my phone waiting for the answer. I, I take my time. <laughs> Even buying it. shoes on, uh, on yeah. the internet. <laughs> yeah, what's the rush? <laughs> she's nailing this. She's nailing this. Um, who would oh this is this now this is where it does get I love this one okay. who would Matt choose to play you Eva in a film did you say Aquafina <gasps> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes he did I did <laughs> she's funny and she's cool and you're yes funny and cool. that's I totally right I love that Oh, you two are gorgeous. Now, this is where it could all go horribly wrong, Jenny. Uh, question number five to Eva. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, this could go horribly wrong. I'm, yeah. looking at the, I'm looking at the question. Sorry, guys, this is all Adrian. Uh, Eva, what does Matt think is your most annoying habit? Um, I ask too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, he loves that about you. He loves that. Ask more questions. Ask more questions. Yeah. Double, double the question asking. <laughs> yeah. And demand answers quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my only guess. Because, no. of course, you have no other annoying traits. But Matt thinks. What does mm. Matt think? Well, uh, what does Matt think? Uh, I I picked um, nothing. Nothing. You're perfect. There's nothing annoying <laughs> about you whatsoever. No, I picked as the most annoying. Have. I like in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and that blue glow will be in the bed next to me or like at 4am or 5am in the morning and Eva's there just scrolling through her phone. And I was like, oh, I was, why? Why are you on your phone now? Let me just sleep, please. So, but yeah. I, I wake up early. Yeah. yeah. Just let me sleep and stop asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's excellent. You've you've uh, you've nailed that, Eva. Mm, that's really like, good. That was like four out of five. I'm that's not, excellent. <laughs> wasn't actually counting close enough to say with any certainty it was four out of five, but I feel like it was. It was an A. Yeah, excellent. So that puts the pressure on Matt as we come to we really close to this this very mm. special this very special quiz. Matt, what were Eva's responses to these five controversial questions? Matt, what was Eva's favourite child? childhood toy 
Not uh, they were not masters of the universe. Now just you so should you know. know this. Come on. I know this because we hear this story at least three times a day in our house. <laughs> when I was a girl, I didn't have any toys. All I had to play with was a stick. <laughs> That's here. <laughs> no, it's not a stick. <laughs> it's constantly, it's all we ever hear. Anytime the boys want a PlayStation or anything, it's like, you're not getting a PlayStation. All I had to play with was a stick. So that, well, that was my first answer, but I. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remembered that I did have a Rubik's cube, and ah. this was this and a stick. <laughs> videos, I, I worked it out myself. That's wow. why I like solving problems. Oh yes, yeah. impressive person. It's amazing. She's okay. trying to make Matt look good, Deborah. Saying, "Yeah, no, I was going to write stick. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, <laughs> but maybe, so I, maybe I got it wrong. It wasn't your favorite toy because it's very sad because it, it was a stick. We hear three Matt. times a day. <laughs> Matt, wow. it wasn't her favorite toy because it was a stick. I know, I know. She all no, no, no. This you look, didn't read the question. Let me redeem myself. Eva always wanted a Barbie doll, so. Oh. When we got married, my present to her was wedding Barbie. So, see, I, see I'm not horrible. Yeah. I'm not a horrible, horrible person. Oh, Matt, stop it. Yeah. I thought you were going to give her a new stick, but no, you, <laughs> you took it up a notch. So, well done. It's, it's very romantic. Adrian's like, oh, I would be giving her a, a new <laughs> stick. That's a cheap date. I'm going to go grab a stick right now. Um, now, <laughs> what, 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 is uh, that a stick? Shtick. Adrian gives shtick. Now, Matt, does Eva use a bookmark or does she doggy the pages? Uh, I don't think I've seen you with a bookmark either. I think you must turn the page corner. Yes. No. No. I'm like you. I, I use whatever is close at hand. So my favourite one is a drink coaster. There's always yes. a drink coaster. Yes. Uh, and you read, you read the e-book thing. Uh, right. How do you bookmark it on the iPad? It it... You just press a button. Do you? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm that used to like, technology. It's high for little <laughs> technology. It's just like magic to me. I've used a $5 note once for a bookmark because I went to buy one and they were more than $5. And so I thought it's cheaper to use my $5 note. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So that's a, you got that one, you've got a zero. Right, we'll, go, we'll go half. We'll give you half for the Rubik's Cube. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't it's looking dodgy, look, looking dicey. I think it is. I'm in the, I'm sleeping on the porch. <laughs> you are. All right. What, what uh, superpower does Eva wish she had? Oh, superpower. I don't, oh, that's a tricky one. I know Eva loves Wonder Woman. So I think she would she would like that magic lasso of truth. Because Eva actually has a superpower. She can tell if anyone is lying. So she has Ooh. that superpower already. Like, we'll be watching TV and she'll be like, that guy's lying. Really? Uh, he's like, she's lying. She just lied. So wow. I think her superpower would be to have that magic lasso of truth to actually just to confirm things. Wow. Is that right? Very interesting. Very incorrect. So, well, not very incorrect. It's oh, not the same sort. Well, I guess if you're mind reading, which is what her answer was, you yes. are knowing oh, if someone's yes. lying. Well, okay. you're being generous to him, uh, I think. Uh, half a point. Mind reading would be good. Then I wouldn't have to answer so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> it just read my mind, right? Come on. 
And the thing is, though, why is she asking you questions if she already knows whether you're lying or not? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> because the questions are why. <laughs> They're open <Yeah>. questions. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Now, Matt. Ooh. Now, this this is an interesting one. This is the, the, the last two are the ones that really take it up a notch. Matt, who would Eva choose to play you in a film? Oh, Ooh. gosh. Well... I guess just on looks alone, it's going to be either between Ryan Reynolds or Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. James Bond, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm going to pick, I'm going to say uh, Hugh Grant. Wow. That's my oh, interesting. Grant. I can see him in a Hugh Grant. You're wrong, but I can see him in a Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the okay. answer? Actually, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Oh, great great choice. Yeah. Yeah, because what, what was my answer? I, I um, if he can be Mario, he can also be Matt Cosmo. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, very... thank you, Chris Pratt. That means it's going to be a blockbuster. Absolutely. And he was great in Parks and Rec, too. I'm currently yeah. rewatching that. He was tops in that. Ooh, very, very interesting. Damn, oh. I've basically got nothing right. Okay, no, this is this no. is, the, the this is this is really whether you sleep in the doghouse tonight or not, Matt. And look, it's, it's a bit of a cold night in That's Sydney, right. so so you'll have nothing out there but a stick, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so at least you'll be happy. That's all anyone needs. That's it's right. Everyone's favourite toy. That's right. <laughs> at this rate, you'll be throwing other things at you too, Matt. <laughs> what does Eva think is your most annoying habit? Oh gosh, I th oh there's so many to choose from. <laughs> I think uh, I think she would think that he's doing uh, it now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so slow. She's like, yes. hurry up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Matt, you're welcome. I got you out of the doghouse. <laughs> that was the answer. That was the answer. <laughs> Correct. Well done. He was demonstrating, and I had to give it to him. One and a half out of five for the controversial uh, section. Yay. I don't know. Is that a pass? I'm not sure. It's, Look, he's, I'll he's, take what I can get. Yeah. I'll let you stand just so I can ask you questions. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he wants I'm the dog out. Outside. <laughs> Stop asking let me questions. <laughs> oh, wow. That has been so fun. And what a pleasure to meet you, Eva, and have you on the podcast. You I mean, Matt's a regular, he's almost part of the furniture. Um, how wonderful to have you on <laughs> have you on and you get to know you so well in your relationship I bet you I bet you did not expect that you just expected to talk about the book right <laughs> I, I feel like I, yeah I feel like we this I feel like this was like a relationship sort of <laughs> counseling session rather than like a chat about publishing and books so how did we go I think it was fun <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, are we still married? Will there be a Tuesday? <laughs> Will there be a Tuesday? When can we expect Tuesday? Um, we're neck deep in Tuesday right now. So that's what we're working on. And the big plan is there will be a new installment of Worst Week ever released every six months. Wow. There's so much work involved with all the illustrations and everything. It's not something we can do super fast so it would be awesome it sounds it. fast though yeah. every six months it does sound fast well, we have <clears throat> and we also need to to kind of like have a have a breather in between mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. you know 
to relive those train rides. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of need all the past trauma to recover yeah. from all the trauma. But yeah, we've done the hard work with this series. We have it. The entire series is already plotted and planned out. Wow, so amazing. We know what's happening on every day. We've got that all sort of mapped out. So now we just sort of have to bring it to life for each book. So it's cool. It's we're we're really excited about it. We can't wait for we are to actually read it, and hopefully they're going to love it too. Yeah. And it's going to make kids laugh. And um, that's the plan. It's brilliant. It's like it really is. Uh, so congratulations, guys. Uh, like I think there's been a lot of highlights this year of books that have come out, like Nerd Herd and the Underdogs come to mind of some great uh, new series that have come out, but. Yeah. This book is the best new series of the year, bar none, I reckon. Why are you Honestly, I think it's yeah. I think it's excellent. It's got perfectly pitched drawings. They're funny. They're dynamic. It's got deceptively simple yet hilarious writing. And it's all packaged in like a draw-dropping design that lures you into the story on every page. I think it is kid-lit perfection. I just love it. And I think kids will love it too. So congratulations on the worst week ever. It is brilliant. Oh, we wow. love you. I, I'm, wow. I'm divorcing Eva and marrying you, Adrian. <laughs> <That's>, that is <laughs> Adrian's dream. <laughs> <laughs> that was so nice. Oh, that's so cool to hear. Thank it, you so it much. Is so Adrian. good. That's, uh, like, uh, that's everything we were going for. So that, that people are seeing that or that you sort of think that that might be there in the book is what we were really aiming for. So that's. That's so cool. We're so happy. Yay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It's brilliant. It's going to be a monster. I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Adrian. And we love it. I love it too. My house loves it too. My nine-year-old gave it the massive thumbs up and I'll probably get it read to me more than, you know, the times I've already had it read to That was what we were also going for, for the rereads. We're trying to like hide little things in there that they can go back and find Mm. and stuff. That's cool. It, it, It does look simple, but... It's a little bit more sophisticated. Oh, yeah, I don't think it looks simple at all, actually. I think it looks very layered and complex and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, simple well, is not a word I'd use for it. The design, yeah, the design beautiful. is fantastic. It's really, really, it's really striking. Hey, um, thanks so much for joining us. And, um, yeah, we'd love to catch up with you at some stage for some Spanish paella. Matt, Matt, oh, Emma, <laughs> yeah, all right, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's so good to um spend time with you guys on Words and Nerds. And it was, I'm so happy we got to catch up, Danny, at the Sydney Writers yeah, Festival. That kind of like brief blip mm. where we were allowed out into the world. It was so mm-hmm. wonderful. But it feels like forever since I've seen you, IRL, Adrian Beck, mm. in real life. Mm. You're a changed man. you got that beard <laughs> happening. Like, I can't wait till we can actually hang out together in real life again. Open yeah. those borders. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, if only we'd soon. known what was about to happen at Sydney Writers Festival, we just would have partied all day and night. Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Adrian. Words and notes forever. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny V Books Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.